Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Open your hearts. Loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situationships and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex regrets or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's couples therapy. Everyone and welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I'm Naomi. We're a real life couple. A real life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple different questions from a couple different listeners. That's what we do. We said what we said, and we do what we do, and we do what we said. That's a yeah. fact. We are coming to you right now on a Friday night before the show. Because that's what we do on a Friday night. We record intros. <laughs> okay? We're also coming to you. It's February 17th. Just nine days until Andy Beckerman celebrates a birthday. Wow. And then uh, I'm going to go number 23 days before we are married <laughs> in the eyes of our family and the Lord. So as you can imagine, everything's happening here. And everything's happening in this house. Three days after Valentine's Day. It is. Uh, it's funny <laughs> because Andy and I realized like after when he was like putting up the episode, I was like, this episode dropped on Valentine's Day, and we make no reference to it whatsoever. Our introduction last week to Kulop's episode was one of our zaniest. But you know what? You guys know us, and you get us. Oh. Listeners, you're willing. Where's the... Okay, let's look at here. So we're recording this Friday the 17th. What's uh, Wednesday, uh, Tuesday the 21st? Anything interesting? 
about Tuesday the 21st. Oh, President's Day on Monday. Is this, the, is this our President's Day episode, Naomi? <laughs> Absolutely not. Even though sometimes I do feel mentally like Joe Biden, which is like tired and out of it, not really sure what's going on, but for some reason it has responsibility. Sunsetting so, at noon. I get it. I really do get it. And I relate to his journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anywho, that was my cool President's Day take. Do my you have President's a cool Day. President's Day take, Andy? Yeah, Woodrow Wilson should go fuck himself. Wow. Okay. Absolutely. Racist piece of shit. Fuck off, Woody. I used to call him Woody Woo, and I said, Woody Woo, you need to quit. You need to stop what you're doing. I did write that in an essay. In I spray painted that on. I said, Woody Woo. His Princeton building. Where Doesn't he have a building at one of those Ivies? I don't know. Sure. Why not? I don't, I'm not thinking about what these Ivies be doing with their buildings. Okay? I don't know what they do with their time, how they choose to live their life. I don't keep up with them. Uh, by the way, if any listener uh, who works in the industry uh, went to one of the Ivies, uh, st- <laughs> hire me still. <laughs> Just in general for anything, actually. Yeah, for Is anything. what Andy's saying? Andy's not even specifying, just hire me. Oh, yeah, not, not necessarily writing job, whatever. <laughs> you know, do, do you need a CEO for your for do, your? Do you need a out? scullery attendant? Yeah. That's a new thing I just learned about what a scullery attendant was. And I said, we need to be giving them millions of dollars a year. Plate scraper. He's so unhinged. <laughs> now, as we said, as you guys knew, in January, we were holding a little bit of a contest, okay? A barefoot contesta. And we were looking at, we said, who's the worst person you ever dated? We got so many responses along with beautiful five-star reviews. So we are so appreciative. By the way, keep keep putting out those five-star reviews with the worst person you ever went on a date with that you ever dated. We will keep reading them. But for now, we have a winner, Naomi. Yes. Of the Bill Chrisafi doll. Yes. Plush, sorry, plush. It's a plushie. Along with some A-cast things and maybe some other stuff. Should we sign something? Does anyone care about our signatures? Is that a thing people <laughs> want anymore? I don't know. But uh, so we put out the top eight on Instagram and we asked people to vote for them. Our lovely Booker Mimi counted up those votes. And I wanted to, we have the top two, Naomi. I wanted to read them in reverse order. This is number two. This is a runner up. Runner okay, up. the runner-up. Yes, absolutely. I sh- you want to read it or you want me to read it? I'll read it. Okay, the runner-up. This is the very, very best podcast. You're correct. Winner in my book already. Anyway, my very worst dating story, however, was when I had a breast cancer scare. I was between the discovery of the lump and the conclusion of the tests that were run to check for cancer. I was nervous to tell the guy I'd been dating for the last nine months about what was going on. When I finally told him, he said, oh, thank God, I thought you were going to tell me you were pregnant. Excuse me? One of those possibilities has a quick fix and it's not cancer. That was obviously the end of that relationship. Thanks for all you do with the pod and beyond. Love you guys. Wonderful. Got a lot of votes. Got a lot of votes. It really did. And I mean, I I see that. I feel that. You know, I said, that person is so insane. Such trash. The winner, Naomi, the winner of the contest. I would call this a dark horse. I would call this an unexpected. You didn't think. Unex- I didn't think it was. I mean, I, I I, didn't even know. I had no idea. And yet, I mean, the votes were huge. The numbers are in. And the winner is this. I broke up with the worst guy I ever dated when he casually told me he chopped his pet lizard in half with a sword. Mm-hmm. Well, well, well. A lot of y'all love lizards. I'm not surprised we have animal lovers among our listeners. Obviously, that's in line with our values. But y'all said... Not chopping a lizard in half with a sword. Here's the thing, Naomi. Maybe as a child of the city, you don't get all the red flags. There are so many red flags. The fact that the person has a sword in the first place. Well, sure. I'm disgusted. Anyone that owns a sword, my sister 
dated someone with a sword, but she was 12 or something. So that's acceptable. Wait, what do you mean she date? When she was 12, who was she dating? He was 14 and he had a sword. They weren't dating, Andy. Okay, you could not say what 12 and 14 year olds do is dating. Mm-hmm. There was a boy she liked and he liked her. They just You just like someone and you maybe both like each other at the same time when you're mm-hmm. 12 and 14. Anyway, he had a sword. Red flag. <laughs> Red flag. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, call Christo because that's a lot of giant red flags right there uh the uh a lizard i don't think a lizard is always a red flag a lot of people have lizards and they're fine there's nothing wrong yeah. with it mm-hmm. i think it's the lizard sword combo that is i concerning. bet this person also had uh i don't know how to pronounce it but shiruken throwing stars i bet they had a wall of throwing stars i will bet money on that i mean i guess for me what is the most egregious is actually you know again you know how I love to analyze a text. It's the word casually. Yes. I think it's the casually yes. that really speaks to this Tossed person's pathology. Yes. So that's the other uh-huh. one. Again, this is a Hemingway six-word short story. This okay? Is, yes, yes. It's rich. Yeah. There is subtext. Absolutely. Okay? Absolutely. It's the casually. It's the pet lizard in combo with the sword. Yeah. And it is the murder of the lizard. Yeah. All of this together yep. paints a picture that the listeners reacted to viscerally absolutely absolutely you uh, in a way you avoided your own death you know by that same sword Mm -hmm. quite possibly by breaking up with this person Mm -hmm. so it's like this is magic the thing you did so that uh they signed this lane allison Mm -hmm. lane Please get in touch with us. Please drop us uh, a DM or An email coupleslherapypod at gmail.com and give us your information so we can send you out your couples therapy prize bag. I'll be honest, we probably won't go to the post office before the wedding because <laughs> we are limiting going indoors as much as possible. But if you'll get it. Yes. If there's a, a roving package delivery service that, that visits you. Roving. Oh, Lord. It should be called Roving Wade. Anyway. Oh, Lord. Uh, uh, Naomi, we have a voicemail comment. I love that. Okay. This is from, uh, we have two actually, we have two comments yeah. for Senya's episode. We love that. Do you remember Sadie's episode? Well, absolutely. <laughs> a lifelong lovely. Italian friendship mm. was decimated by the by a shared love for this wonderful woman. Again, I'm gonna put this out there, folks. Go buy Senya's albums. You Go gotta. buy physical media if you want. Bandcamp for sure. All right. I'm putting that out there. You won't be disappointed. You won't be. In fact, you'll be grateful. You will feel blessed and highly favored, and we'll say you're welcome now. Someone called in Naomi, and they are, they said they were bi, bicultural, yes. and bilingual, and their partner only spoke Spanish and yes. trying to deal with bridging the gap and how to sort of foster relationships between her partner and people, but also, you know, also then having to serve as interpreter constantly. Yeah. So someone called in with a comment. I'm just going to play a clip of it because mm-hmm. I think this part is very relevant. So mm-hmm. here we go. Um, and the other thing I want to say is like, I'm an adult. Um, uh, ESL teacher, basically, and um, de- I don't know, depending on how willing her friends and family are to get, like, you know, sort of lean into being silly and, you know, putting themselves in an awkward position, like, there are lots of, like, language learning games and icebreakers and stuff, and she could literally just have an event where she's, like, intentional about it and says, like, we're going to start off by having like a little game, you know, like a little language learning game. And we're going to practice saying like little phrases, you know, like as if it was a language class, you know, so that that way people, I don't know, 
can feel silly, can laugh together, can, you know, actually have little conversations together because that's the thing about language classes is like usually people actually have fun during them and enjoy them. So, um, so it might actually be a fun activity and then it might make people feel more comfortable with, you know, just sort of trying to talk to each other. So, okay, that's it. Bye. Okay. We love that. A little language learning lunch. That could be fun. <laughs> Family, friends, let's get together. Let's goof. Yes. Ladies who language learning brunch. <laughs> Yes, ladies in language learning brunch. Sorry, that was an Elaine stretch of a... Oh, we're both off of our rockers. You guys, it's the end of the day, and we're coming to you, okay? I'm so hungry today. I know, me too. I am starving. Okay, do you want to... Okay, last thing. Yes. It's an update. Also in Senya's episode, do you remember the woman who was talking about having a birthday party and how the closest friend... Uh, that she had like in her area was like I can't come I'm getting my nails done mm. and we were all like okay this is not a real friend that's not a real excuse and this is rude yes Um, and so we we're like update here we get a little background slash update from this person I got my nails done a few days before my birthday and my nail girl told me that my quote friend didn't actually have a nail appointment so she was lying all along now see this friend y'all go to the same nail place so this is what i mean it's like not only was she rude she couldn't even come up with a good lie Mm-mm. bye anyway. yeah you want a friend who is a good liar if you're gonna lie do it right anyway back to the letter she decided to show up at bowling with the boyfriend who she said had to work it was a little weird but it was fine overall because i was hosting and bouncing all over there was a tiny bit of drama in November where her boyfriend said he didn't know if he was capable of love. Oh, she asked God. a group of us for advice, and we told her if he doesn't know if he loves you after 1.5 years, you should be concerned and do couples therapy or dump him. So I think she's mad about that, but I'm sorry. If a man I was living with, in all caps, told me he wasn't sure if he was capable of love, I'd be worried he was planning to wear my skin. <laughs> you ain't wrong. Either way, the good news is I've been invited out eight times in five weeks for game nights, dinners, to see plays, etc. I really resonated with the advice of cutting out the bad people to make room for the meaningful friendships I'm trying to cultivate. It's been so nice to have friends who want to have a game night or see a show. Lots of us work in theater. I even got to live my dream of going to a PowerPoint party. (laughs) Thanks so much, y'all. Well, then you are thriving and we are getting rid of these bad liars with trash boyfriends. What's a PowerPoint party? Is that like a sex thing I don't know about? I have no idea, but they seem happy about it. So I was just supporting the whole journey. <laughs> Let me look it up here. I don't know what a PowerPoint party Oh, there's party a whole is. site that tells you where the PowerPoint parties are. Andy, you're looking uh, up Lemon Party. <laughs> Honey. Did you say Lemming? No, I said Lemon. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to a Lemon Party. We're all uh, <laughs> jumping off a cliff together. <laughs> hey, who am I? What's this voice? Naomi, who's our guest today? Well, I said, I was like, I don't know who that voice is, but I know who our guest is, okay? We have the wonderful Parvesh Chena. Yes. Uh, Parvesh, any actor, improviser. You have seen him on shows such as Mythic Quest, Shining Veil, Crazy Mm Ex-Girlfriend. And he is in the- That's where we fell in love with him. That's where we fell in love with him, for sure. And he is in a new movie that just dropped at Sundance called Sometimes I Think About Dying. Well, don't we all? (laughs) But Parvesh... Yeah, wait, not sometimes. All times. I mean... <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about myself. He is a delight. We had such a fun combo. And it was just funny because it's like, you know, we'd met a few times in passing, but this is the first time we really sat down and chatted. So the energy was electric. Mm. And also Parvesh was just getting over COVID and we might have been his first 
conversation that wasn't with his husband. Mm -hmm. So you can just feel the love. You can feel the vibes. You can feel the healing going on. So without further ado, roll it. The thing is, and I will be very, I will be honest. Like, of you course, I checked in with Danny. I'm like, do I need to know anything before I talk with Naomi and Andy? He's like, he literally like the text was like, no, do not worry. You're in good hands. And I do. I feel like I know a lot of people, especially like over 32, under 55. Like that's my demo. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, but you still check in. And also at this age where like I do sometimes fear like, oh, I might never have new friends. You know, I might all the the quota, the quota is there. Like you only yeah. have this X infinite amount. So Danny is someone who I treasure. And as soon as someone who you trust with your dog's lives says like, you're good, you have to be. So that trust and openness just really does come. And I just, I'm grateful to like, I think I thought like during pandemic, like again, I was going to lose friends. I'm never going to talk to someone face to face who knew that I actually would really continue the connections. It's that's, you know, growing up gay online, like AOL <laughs> was meant for the gays, like Chicago <laughs> Burns man for man, like is where like, I didn't meet anyone. I literally, I never met anyone, not until I was like 20. But those teen years, there was still that element of like connection. I'm not alone. Yeah. So I did think going into the pandemic, like that's it. No more friends. I'm done. And now I'm like, oh, no, it still continues. And I love you, too. I feel like I've only seen you two in person like twice. Yes. <laughs> yeah, twice. Yes. For sure. Twice. For sure. But it's just odd because, and you know, like Danny and I always said like, because Mythic Quest, you guys were the first ones to kind of come back from pandemic. You literally did the, the quarantine show. And then I did that NBC quarantine show yes. and, and Danny and I compared notes and I'm like, oh, this is doable. Like this yeah. is manageable. You know, it's not like we know that technology is an equalizer. Hello, podcast world. Hello, world of entertainment and sharing ideas and thoughts. But the, the six days I had to film Mythic Quest, my first episode, he and Megan even like apologized, like, I'm sorry we're bringing you in so piecemeal. You know, the block shoot, the yeah. one, literally one scene a week. We had to do the Snoop Dogg stuff very quickly right away. And then, but after that, everything's smooth sailing. And I was like, are you kidding? This is like lunch <laughs> weekly with my best friend. Danny and I were each other's first hug outside of Bridget wow. and Eric, yeah, you know, yeah, outside yeah. the families. And we were just so grateful for that. And I really thought also that, all my friends are now going to be work friends. Everyone I know will be, I will see you on set and we'll be in the writer's room or we'll be on the tele, on the read on Zoom. We're just mm -hmm. going to live these lives in our pods <laughs> and maybe come to work. And I was kind of okay with it. I don't yeah, mind. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Right? I'm but fine. then hubris. My hubris was 2023 started. We didn't go anywhere for the break. We stayed here. We stayed in L.A., in SoCal proper and just had a lovely time in this wonderful weather that does equalize the earthquakes and wildfires we have to put up <laughs> and, and the cops. But yeah, only I, those three things, only right? two natural only. disasters and one man-made disaster. Yeah. We can change one of them. Maybe. <laughs> we'll so it, it was just, I thought like, but 2023 hit, we had stayed in, we were indoor cats. We got this. We were coupled. With yep. love to the single friends, like, thank God, thank God. And I'm an atheist, but thank God I was partnered. And I was like, shit, you will do now. 
Eric, you will. You're gonna be. You're gonna be around for at least whenever the vaccines come out. You know, like. And now I keep elongating. I keep elongating his rent as my partner, as because we keep qualifying for the Southwest Companion Pass. So what's the Southwest Companion Pass? Oh my gosh! The reason to fly Southwest. If you get all the points and everything, get all your credit cards and everything. Assuming they you, don't cancel your flight first. Of correct. All. Let's just put that correct, out there. Correct. But they, you, Andy, you could take Naomi for an entire year. And say you qualify in like April of 2023, you have until December of 2024 to fly anywhere, buy one, get one. So like even Whoa. if I get, yeah, if I get bookings in like Oregon, I'll bring Eric. I'll be like, Bogo. can you book me on Southwest or give me the money so I can make my own yeah. travel plans? Right. Because, hello, we can. Of course. Exactly. I'm all about that, that reimburse. I'm all about that right. reimburse. Because I'm trying to get my points. Yeah. Everything. Exactly. Wait, wait, wait. I got, I got a question. Go. I'm so sorry. I am so. No, I have to talk to perfect. people no, no, like in dream. 10 days besides <laughs> Eric and <laughs> Sonal and Danny. Dream. No, 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 no. <laughs> Do you remember your AOL screen name? Parvesh. Just your first name. You weren't trying I still to like, have do anything it. clever. No, because back then, when you were the other, when you are Parvesh Singh China, growing up in Naperville, Aurora, Illinois, like you, you kind of learned early to grab that shit. Parvesh, <laughs> Parvesh.com, Parvesh at AOL.com. And I, I lost Instagram and I lost Gmail. But yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, did yeah. have it. And it's also the email that you do, like I'll sign up for like, oh, yes. You know, every town USA mailing list. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back yeah. and beyond, sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> do you remember Do you remember yours? Mine yeah. was Enjoy 1283. Okay. <laughs> what was the uh, And the, the, the 1283, are those significant numbers? That's just my, bir- you know, December 1983. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I'm, so we're kind of like, I was a, I think Danny and I were already in college by the time you got to high school. I differentiate people in age by that. Like, yes, yes, yes. Where are you to my class of 97? Like, oh, yeah, yes, 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 yes. You and I are yes, the same I'm age. Andy, yes, Andy. You are. Yeah. We're 79 born. Yeah, yeah. My my AL screen name was Gold Sounds. Oh. Which was a pavement song. And uh, that was- And no numbers. It changed, no, because I, I I was early on that right. stuff. So Our I generation. Yeah, yeah. But then- well, you know, after that 30 days, then I, I had to keep changing it. So it was a new pavement song, I think, every time. Wait, why right. every 30 days? Because, because I did, the, my parents wouldn't pay for AOL. Uh, so you had to do the free. You got the, I see. I see. We had 3,000 AOL discs. Oh, yes, in, yes, yes. Right. In my parents' little computer room. <laughs> I tried eWorld for a hot minute. Do you remember? Oh. eWorld was Apple's basically carbon copy of yeah. America Online. This was like the CompuServe prodigy. Okay, yes. Like Take it back with days. a CompuServe ref. Right? Yes. <laughs> and I mean, the world blew up. It really, for me, like the fa- like it still took me like four or five years to get, even by the time we got to ICQ in college and you could <laughs> see your friends, like the first time you could see like the dot, dot, dot of like mm-hmm, iMessage mm-hmm. now where you could kind of see them typing or write, writing. I'm like, it just would blow. We would call each other. Like, Priya, are you really at your computer right now? Like <laughs> I am too? Like, we- <laughs> We would just like call each other like Loyola to like U of I. And we'd be like, this is, I mean, like it did, it changed the world. And now we take it for granted. Right, right. The the video element. I mean, like next is hologram. I mean, like next will be 
the right the big mesh of the the oculuses and the vr right. like it'll yeah. be a proper hologram in our world. yeah i just can't wait to hang out with like dead people in the vr world right? <laughs> <laughs> like dead celebrities just oh sure why not how cool would be but to, it's like uh, a video game right everything yeah, What's me and Humphrey new... Bogart, and now video games are prestige television. So it's all and coming; it's all folding in on itself. Okay, well, video also, game is the prestige. I get scared about the union side about like you know like how James Earl Jones just gave his voice to Lucasfilm to Star Wars for Darth yeah. Vader forever, but like great for him. I think Sir, you know Sir Jones is on his way. You know he's retiring. Yeah. Yeah, he's got yeah, the yeah. Broadway theater. He's good. Yeah, but. I, you know, like there's that thing of like new actors. I'm like, oh shit, are we that close? Are we, are we going to be chat GPT out of our <laughs> own existence and podcasts and voiceover work, let alone oh, on camera? I get scared. I know. Let's I know. veer away from dystopia. Okay. <laughs> we try, but we like, try on this show to, <laughs> to, uh, if anyone, I'm the one who is constantly grabbing the wheel and pointing us towards the gorge of the future. <laughs> Sure. And Naomi's trying to yank it back into the uh, pleasantness of the presentness. <laughs> pleasantness of the presentness. But now, Parvesh, I have my question for you. Yes. When you talked about sort of, you know, online opening up the world for you, what kind what kind of teen were you? Are we talking shy in in his own world? Are we talking man about town? Are we talking did you hang out with an older Bob Odenkirk, also from Naperville? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know his um, sister Lori was friends with my friend Barb. Um, oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, Naperville. She, yeah, because I remember Barb saying that she saw Bob at the wedding. I'm like, well, mm. yeah, that makes sense. Mm. There are three degrees <laughs> of God damn it! <laughs> I think I've free. I think I've improvised with them once or twice for like pack theater stuff. Yeah, at, on Melrose, and just again, exactly what you expect. Lovely, lovely lovely man and we just finished season five of breaking bad so we're we're before the last season and that television that is great television the detail they do not miss any specific everything is answered everything meant something you know like I, it's brilliant is that your first time watching it or are you guys going back to it no first time we're like just current with it where mm -hmm. it's one of those like we did this with breaking bad and i'll get back to your question i'm so sorry <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. um we we kind of like we could not watch it all at once we we have to you know once you finalize it then it's out in the world and it's done so yeah. like i'm slow like i was the last thing i was slow on was his dark materials mm -hmm. just because i was like i did not want it i didn't want to leave the world yet yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like that. I like won't stop shows, actually. Like, I won't finish it. Meaning, if I know a show, if I'm watching it, you know, and I know, for instance, it goes up to season seven. Right. I'm going to watch like season six and a half because and, I yeah, actually because, don't want it to be over. <laughs> right. Sonal does this all the time, too. Like, she just will not watch the last two or three. And I'm like, you have to. And she had done that with Breaking Bad. And I that one I understood. Yeah. The emotional but impact of endings is too much. I remember when I read the uh, the Lord of the Rings as a child <laughs> and cried at the end of yeah. the Return of the King. Is that yeah. the last one? Yeah, yeah, the last one, mm -hmm. Return of the King. Okay. It was over. The epic was over. I know. Right? But now, I don't think it's ever going to be over. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a uh, thing. I did watch The Rings of Power. I thought it was well made. We can move on from there. So, um, <laughs> no, I get it. You're, <laughs> you had you're, money. Now, back to the question about being a teen. Yes. Like, what kind of teen were you? I honestly think about this. I always think about that. My Gen X side versus my millennial side, because we were Gen Y, Andy. Remember a hot minute? We were Gen Y. We went to college and we dropped the ball and 
All of a sudden, we were neither. <laughs> I believe we were, we're called cusp, cusp millennials. Now we're also zennials. They gave us yes. that. They gave uh-huh. us a little carve out. Just someone, something. Someone born in 1981. Yeah, because I don't know about you, but I have the all the morals and all the like. It's all millennial to me. I don't identify with Gen X at all. Or no, I get the Gen X because I did like people older than myself. I always wanted to be the young one among the elders. Kind of, mm-hmm. which is why I love Palm Springs, you know, because <laughs> yeah. it's true. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, kind of like when you first went wine tasting in like your mid twenties or early thirties, you're like, I'm 21 again, you know, like it's, <laughs> because you're the young one. So right. I, um, the Gen X had like reality bites, you know, Romeo and Michelle's like, it was that kind of world, not like the Hannah Montana, even like, even on this, if this makes sense, Dawson's Creek started to feel young to me. Yeah. And that was literally my high school when that one came out, but we're the OC I, generation. I th- even that, oh, I was kind even of that so, was younger. I, I think was done. That was later. Yeah. OC was after Dawson's because I was Dawson's. I was like the beginning. I, I like, saw that it was through. My time and then I saw it through. <laughs> you did, but the OC yeah. spoke to me, is what I'm saying. Aha! Uh-huh, it spoke. OC to is when I was moving to LA, so I kind of was like, I didn't want to like taint your that image. Life. Yeah, it yeah. Was, I had because now time. here you are living in living by the beach. Seth right, Cohen was the first. Was representation for me the sure. first actual representation oh, he like was an, the best an, part of the show an anxious a Jew- an anxious jewish kid who likes indie rock i mean come on and that, comic books i mean yeah that's you i've never was, seen that on tv that before. was you that and was phantom it. planet as the yeah you know the theme song like we all liked oh my god jason schwartzman also does music who's his uncle <laughs> <laughs> who's his uncle oh Okay, at least it gives them a leg up, people. Parvesh won't answer my question, which is what kind of team were you? And I will stick to this question until. Please bring me back on track. I do need it. Um, I just also like I got along with people. I deflected. I um, I made the joke on myself first before Mm -hmm. anyone knew it, because we had to deal with ethnicity back then. Fuck, they did not know this was gay. You know, that was, we were, that, we worry about that later, you know? Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of deflection there and comedy. So then we were a class clown and we under, well, we, we felt good when people laughed at us and clapped at us. Yeah. So that continued. And then a definitely diff- on the bit of the joiner side, because I like being busy and we all thought we had to do every volunteer and student council and key club and oh, eight plays club. a year because you had to get to Yale. You know, uh-huh. like it was, uh-huh. and so I had a really good time if for being a closeted kid, like I was still free to do everything. My Aurora Naperville was a really great place, still is to grow up. So I just, and were there other brown kids though in Aurora Naperville? Totally. So many, oh, there's okay. so many. I, oh, I joke that the first time I got recognized by Indian folks for like work was at like the Costco Naperville because they they have ghee they have like okay. it is and and also the Asian joke where there's humor with it but it's literally steeped in the racist truth of redlining and the thirty year mortgages because my dad engineer STEM visa not my grandfather my grandfather actually had gone to Berkeley my paternal grandfather communist got kicked out Chinese Exclusion Act around that era twenties twenty nineteen twenty five twenty eight. My grandfather, my father did not get along. The the revolutionary communist, the engineer nerd son. <laughs> dro- and so he had dropped even like our last name to pass like the Cold War communist fear. And oh, wow. when he got here in 69, 68, 69, a total STEM visa. 
And literally two years in Chicago before his co-workers, his other Indians and the white bosses were like, what are you doing in the city? Get get to the suburbs, you know, take that. It was a commuter rail. It was that uh-huh. life. Yeah. And so that's why there's a huge, wealthy, Asian, conservative population. We've oh. known that whole like for the last 20 years, the whole like you will be a doctor. Right. That yeah. shit that we grew up with, which is now making way with like the Gen X parents who grew up here who are like, be whatever you want. So it's mm-hmm. a different life right now. Okay. Like it is. OK. But so it was different. And so I passed. I got through and the acknowledgement after 2020 really was like, shit, my humor for most of my life was in service of white supremacy mm-hmm. and systemic stuff because like mm-hmm. I would make fun of, I'm not like those other Indians. Our place smells like pizza, you know, like, <laughs> and I'm not like those other gays guys. I can pass. Watch. Hello. How are you? You know, like, <laughs> yes. But do you yeah. see like that code switch yeah. for everything? Of course, of course. Yep. So que- yep. when you have the queer child of an immigrant, it's just that added thing. Yeah. yeah and then yeah, you yeah. realize like, shit, I did make fun of myself and my people first before, you know, like before how Rebel Wilson says, like, fat Amy, you can't. So you bitches can't do it. Yeah. 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 But it's just interesting to see like the pendulum swing and. Just like know where you fit in it. Like there was a, I think the sexual harassment training for connecting in 2020 really hit this on my head too. Where in like, even the person said, I'm like, I I think I made a uh, comment of like, about like, wow, you know, you can only really make fun of yourself, right? Like I'm like, and I can only make fun of the other chubby, hairy, short, uh, gay Indian Americans from Chicago. And she did say like, well, yes, but what about the other gay Indian American chubby kid from Chicago who might be offended? And I was like, okay, give me a year. Let me collaborate. Let me <laughs> calibrate. Me you know, it has been interesting, like how to shift from cruel comedy of cruelty to crom- comedy of connection, comedy uh-huh. of community, of like, the thing that we all laugh at. It's the joke that we make fun of Seinfeld. Like, what's the deal with airplanes? We're like, Okay, it's safe, you know, hold for on, a while. <laughs> you can still be cruel to assholes. Yes, That's true. To punch assholes. Up. <laughs> yeah, punch exactly. up. But exactly. uh, so many of our comics, punch, as we know of late, punch down, and it's just frustratingly sad. You right. got to connect with your roots. Go back to your grandfather. Go back to the, the, the communist, socialist oh. kind of, of like, okay, here's the target. We're not going to just make fun of them. We're going to organize and take them down. Andy, you have like, I don't even know how to process it still. Like my father and I are estranged. We haven't really spoken in years. My parents got divorced in 2001. Hmm. And I remember like, oh, that was a year. 2001. Divorce. <laughs> and I came out to my mom. And 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 oh. this love, and the other 9-11 thing. It was a year. <laughs> That was a really year. Right. Wait, was like, what, oh. what's the order? Hold on. What's, what is the order? The, of divorce these coming out, 9 11. Did the no. divorce and divorce 9 11 coming out? I came out at Thanksgiving. So, wait, which one inspired you, 9 11 or the divorce? I think I was just tired. I was 21, uh-huh. 21, 22. And it was just like, yeah. oh, no, no, no. I'm in college. Like, this is what they taught us in the 90s from Will and Grace. Like, everything will be okay. Get thee to a gay bar and. <laughs> Start drinking, <laughs> you know, for way too long. Like, uh huh. Uh-huh. That was that was that was also like the Gen X side of like everything will be okay. Get a shot. 
you know, like <laughs> get drunk and wasted. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. I do love like how kids today are like, I just might have some indica. <laughs> and I'm like, just be careful with that too. But that's a better choice. I tell every kid like quit by 30. I quit booze at 40. I okay. wish like I told friend, like I, I do. I tell kids in their 20s. Like, yeah, just have fun. Maybe 30. Just, 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 just shut it down. Up. Shut it down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you came out at Thanksgiving, which feels it's very cinematic to me. This feels very cinematic to choose the gathering holiday. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, it's not just like you and your mom having a chat. It's everyone else who's in that space. Whether Actually, it was. Not. It was because... Oh. Small family, small little family. And we had just, I remember we had gone from like the big house to like the in-between apartment. Mm -hmm. And then finally like mom's uh, townhouse where she still is today. And I just remember it being like, I think I was even like veg light, vegetarian light then. So like we'd already, <laughs> we were just literally still just doing Indian food. We had a couple of years of like, we get like from the Jewel or Osco, which is like our Albertsons, like yeah. you could get the Thanksgiving meal yeah. and we did it. It is so bland. Oh, God. I know grocery food. store, but also like grocery store specifically because they're trying to please too many people. So they put nothing on it. Right. Do you know what I mean? It, like it has, no, to, it has no seasoning. No flavor. And I'm like, no, life needs fight. So like yeah. we just we we gave up on like the traditional yeah, holiday food to. years yeah. ago. Years My ago. Thanksgiving could just be chana masala and samosas. Well, exactly. I mean, if that's on. your option, if that's what you know, yeah, everything is bland. <laughs> also, everything is bland compared to Indian food. <laughs> I mean, I am salivating for Meals by Gannett again. Um, mm. Have you been? No. no. <gasps> Where's that? Fairfax District on Fairfax, like by Olympic. Because it we're is, always looking for good Indian food. We are looking. No, like, this is Ethiopian. Oh, Ethiopian. And okay. So I'm looking for that too. I, just want, I did not mean to go down that sequitur. Look, but these are not non sequiturs. They're fun sequiturs. Okay. Yes, oh, fun sequiturs. Okay. okay, so I'm, we're happy to travel <laughs> down them. But wait, going back to Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving right. So, so it we was had done small. like, it was I think we had small. done like Boston Market. Like literally like that. Little, so my <laughs> brother right. had like some my turkey. Are pretty good. But I think I, I did tell my mom and and then she like cried a bit. And then I grabbed like my friend Barb, Joey and John and we went to Denny's and I think smoked a bunch of cigarettes because, mm -hmm. you know, you can't really like go drinking <laughs> even at like 21. You know, like it, you still just yeah. didn't have that bravery. It's also or, like, like different in the like when you are in the suburbs and stuff where it's like, you know, you don't want if you really want to go drinking, you also really don't want to go driving and you didn't have an option to not. So it's like, absolutely behave and just like, maybe, yeah. Like you're like, I want to act out. But I also don't want to die. Look, so cigarettes and Denny's is the it. suburbs right? at 11 PM. It's Denny's. It's, it's Denny's or it's Denny's. whatever the local Baker square local, a diner Perkins. I think like any of these, like depending on where you are yeah. in the country, the, um, and you could say they're late and you drank coffee to smoke more cigarettes. That kept, <laughs> I mean, like it was a, it filled yeah. each other and you'd end with like a chocolate French silk pie. <laughs> and we also were like responsible kids and drinkers. We felt like we would drink back at college, uh -huh. like back when we were like on the Big Ten campus or in downtown Chicago, New York, wherever. Like, yeah, why drive? Like, right, right. Also, just, you're home that was now. You're a, you were a good kid, though. You were the I kind think of, that's I, it. I, I also imagine, though, a lot of your feeling of self-worth came from being a good kid. Right, right. Like, I'm not gonna, gonna, wait, are you talking to me? 
<laughs> Aren't we all too? though? Like, don't exactly. you feel like it's? Yes. I feel like a lot, a lot of writers also are, because you organize. You know, like how you create. It's the idea starts. Like you know, like how I feel like that would type. Yeah, but people. we're also minorities who very much knew the price of admission. Add that and I think on top that's of it. Why I think that it's like sort of like my mom made it very clear to me and repeated to me like. I'm doing a lot for you to go to this school. I'm doing a lot right. for you to be here. It's like, so my job is to do good. You know, like mm-hmm. my job is to get the good grades and not cause her too many problems. Right. <laughs> and we, and the, then we got thrills with like, how fucking far can we take this? You know, <laughs> like uh, cocaine now too. All right. We still have <laughs> finals, you know, like uh, just like <laughs> that element of like, I saw that party hard work harder kids too. Mm-hmm. And ours was always just like, I think I, and I still try to live this way is harm reduction. Uh-huh. Like what will do the least amount of harm? Better to have that party when your folks are in India. Why even wait for them to go to Wisconsin? <laughs> India, they've got 12 hours before the <laughs> ear- earliest flight. Like I just remember, like I did have like my two college parties when they were in India. I didn't wait like, oh no, they're going to be here in a half hour. Help me clean. Like. No, I had like a, I had like two weeks, you know. Right. I right. imagine you, you have like a single bump of cocaine in a an envelope, <laughs> and you're saving it. It's like underneath your mattress, and you're just like, it's when an, they it's go, an, when, it's when in a the key. It's, everyone gets there in, and like it, it's and for Naomi, here's your key bump <laughs> souvenir. <laughs> Remember this journal. finals 2004. <laughs> Not even, co- by the way, like three coca leaves. You're like, we're going right. to chew this. With <laughs> yeah. this. But okay. So w- when you came out to your mom, had you already been dating or did you feel you needed to come out before you could? A little bit of the flip in sense. Like I started coming out at like 17, 18 to like 96, 97. I think of my mom as the last person then I was like officially out then. Like mm-hmm. if she was the last most important person after that, I didn't care. So like mm-hmm. then by 20, by two, that by 2001, by age 21, 22 out. Okay. All right. That was it. So you and, and then like before, dating. Yeah. I dated some people like that. It wasn't tied to it for me Okay, because it was still like, it was more than forget about gay. It was just the Indian thing. Like, you're not taking a white person home to your parents. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, you can't bring a white person. And God forbid if you bring a black or a Latino person. Like, Indian racism is real. It is caste. It is colorism. Mm-hmm. Even among the people like I still yeah. think of Bended like Beckham, like just Minder, get out of the sun, you'll get dark. <laughs> and and it's still to this day, like I had like a couple like racist elements. I like where like there was um a box of toothpaste that my ex had gotten in China, and it's literally like Al Jolson is like what? The, I got yep. And then I had a bunch of fair and lovely, which is that Unilever or like I don't know what the parent company is, yeah. but it is a, a worldwide brand that scale, that sells skin yeah, lightning products cream, for yeah. anyone. Like Koreans do it, Indians yeah. do it. And then they even have fair and lovely for men. And my mom saw it once and she's like, there's cream in it. I'm like, I mom, it's on the it's on the embarrassing shelf of racist products. She's like, she took <laughs> the cream and put left the box. 
Hold on. Do you think Al Jolson, by the way, had had signed a deal? Do you think? No. Jazz singer brand toothpaste. Just one of those like Chinese things that, you know, like we forget the rest of the world. Like how in the Netherlands they have that black Christmas Santa character. Yes, yes. So like Uh China is not like, I don't think they're woke. (laughs) You know, like I don't think like I think that they still like friends who've shot and filmed there it's still like yeah it's still like how they treat even like tall blonde white women like <gasps> right you're a queen you know? can i touch you yeah right. but or um photos people will just get photos with you but isn't your lover white now yeah i love white people <laughs> why because I was taught that that's what gay beauty was for so long. It was oh, like white, yeah. pretty, thin. And so I just make sure that I got a supply of them coming. <laughs> okay, let's talk about this. When, what, you just said that very matter of fact. So obviously you've gotten, you you have this clarity around it. Is this something that you've talked about in therapy or with yeah. people? Like where, oh, where is this kind of, how? We're on you know? 10 years of therapy right now. Yeah, 10 let's years. unpack this. 10 years therapy and well needed. And (laughs) I, it's, it's the thing of like, when you are growing up Indian American, we didn't say Asian, you know, Asian, we realized that we were, when you realize how many continents there are, you're like, well, I think we're part of that big one. (laughs) And so, and not to mention like all my East Asian friends in the industry are like so open. Well, it's always like, Everyone from Cape USA, you know, like Sunrise Collective, they're all like, we are stronger fucking together. So it's just really welcoming. But growing up Indian American, I thought I was white or white adjacent, model minority, mm. district one to the kingdom and in, in mocking Jay, you know, speak, <laughs> right? The ones Jay who speak. like, but they're the ones who yes. they do the bidding of the kingdom. Yes. Because I'm like, it's best to be the dog that gets the scraps. Yeah. So I, I even had like um, I had a license plate that had fallen off the front of my car and I thought you could just do that thing where you put it in the dash and that's all you needed. And the cop who eventually pulled me over at 16 or 17 was like, well, in America, we put this on the license plate oh, on oh, the front oh. of the car. And I'm like, oh, I know, officer, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just I really didn't even like so register until 9-11. That's when I stopped ah. being like a gay musical theater student in downtown Chicago to being like. And I was like a photo kid. We had a one-hour photo business. One of my folks' businesses growing up, like we took fucking photos. And like, I remember like a lady grabbed me during like the cows on parade, one of those Chicago public art projects when I was at Roosevelt and said like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm taking photos of my friends on the fucking cow. Right, right. And I was like, oh, she thinks I'm plotting. Right, you're brown now. You're right. brown and told, now, and they think you're up to something. And I worked with um, my friend who's a comedian, Winter Spears. And she's out mm-hmm. in L.A. And Winter drove with me from L.A. to Chicago because uh, Chicago to L.A. In, back in 04 when I first moved here. We worked at Chicago Shakespeare Theater together. We were ticket agents. That was our day, day job while making it in theater and art in Chicago. And I think, like, I was that asshole kid mid you know, upper middle class suburban kid who would like go shopping to like Old Navy or Marshall Fields on State Street during like 
breaks in school and then going to Chicago Shakespeare, I didn't really need the money. I just wanted to be like adjacent to the theater and Gary Griffin and people. I remember coming in with like my shopping bags. I said to Winter, like, Winter, they followed me around <laughs> at the Old Navy. And she said to me, now you know what it's like to be black. <laughs> and I remember it being like, yeah. <laughs> I just remember being like, <clears throat> yeah, life is different now. Mm-hmm. Life is different. And I feel like how a lot of our East Asian friends who had not experienced, I think, the Japanese concentration camp of like 40s and post-war 50s, that newer generation has seen it now recently with the, you know, everything from what Trump did with the COVID, misnaming it and everything and all the Asian attacks. Like, it's just been, it's interesting how it doesn't feel like it just is like such a, like who's the target, right? Trans folks right now are getting it. Really? Drag queens? Like, are you aware? So now you finally see drag race on MTV? It's been around for 15 seasons. Exactly. It's like season 20. And now we have a problem. Right. Because it's just a target. Who's the target now? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just been fascinating. Ben Shapiro, any of those shitheads like watching Paris is burning. Like, (laughs) (laughs) absolutely not. Like, I don't. That person is black, but they're happy. I don't know. I don't agree. How dare they? I think that's like, how dare you? uh, how dare you assert yourself, or how well, dare you find joy in this life? I if think you're not right, they're so man. unhappy. They're well, so they're they're. Well, they feel like something's been owed to them that they didn't get. Something was owed to them that they didn't get. They're mad about it, and how dare you be a minority and try to have, uh huh, literally have but anything? What, but what is more unlibertarian? I do not go to anyone who is going to make their decision to have not have an abortion or to own a gun or to practice a religion or a mythology or a belief system that I don't understand. But yet, if uh, on the flip, you can't be gay, you must have, you can't have an abortion, you can't practice, I'm like, you are, it's the, that's the crux of the hypocrisy. They're not really libertarians, that's the thing. They're white supremacists, and they will use whatever tactic they can to enforce white supremacy, and that's that's, that's why I, that's why I find them really uninteresting. I'm sorry that I brought up, but it was funny. It popped oh, in my head. I was like, like in my head, like one of these shitheads tried like watching like people be joyful or something like that, <laughs> and they're like, they it can't compute because they themselves live in bad faith, and their 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 <laughs> their consciousness and their hearts and their ability to feel any emotion besides anger has shrunk to yes. You know, Grinch proportions. But but, the, but let's talk pre Grinch. Hold on, Grinch pre end of the pre end, yeah, not of the end of correct. the Grinch. Correct, correct. But act sort of, Act Two. At, as you talk about this, though, right? But at the same time, talking about how you did, you know, you work, you were taught to believe that you know whiteness was the beauty standard, especially yes. among gay men. The but shaving, sh- the waxing, that all started when I was started to grow chest here, and I'm like, what? You know, I thought we were liking Magnum P.I. Tom Selleck. (laughs) Burt Reynolds, you know, like it was fascinating, like how like my time was like the seal, the twink, that kind of. Yeah. Yeah. You just had to wait another 20 years, another, yeah, 20 ish years for. Nick Offerman and Murray Bartlett. <laughs> yeah. The last of us. I mean, like, do you guys remember when body positivity 
came well, into started, being a phrase. Right. Started, which would have been what, 2018, 17? Yeah, something, like something recent. Like when it was like, did you know bodies can come in all shapes and you can like them? I just sometimes, this is where I am so envious of the young. And I love being old. I love getting old. I love the 40s, for example. But where I am envious of the young is I just, I do see like, ah, I'm born too early for there to be the harmony where like race and religion do not divide people to where people just understand like it's getting warmer and there's not a political means. Like that's at where I feel like, mm, please, we have to protect the youth and young because if, you know, like they are going to see so much of this. I don't know why. It's the one thing that always makes me fear like, don't you wish sometimes like if, if the human race survives, like wouldn't we be, that's why I love sci-fi shows because the future is so diverse and just like they have, of course they have other things. They'll always be in other, especially in modern day storytelling. We need that conflict. But as a society species, I'm just like, why can't we be in that part when like, it doesn't matter who you love or like what <laughs> land. So, well, but so basic, you say it's right? diverse now because I always associate it sci-fi. And this is something I love sci-fi. I love horror, but you never saw black people in those genres and you never saw them. If you did, they were never there very long. Right. Like right. even my feeling in the last of us, my whole thing of like, why is it centering on a little white girl? Because quite honestly, I believe if there was a cure for something, it would be in a brown person. Of course. we've been here since the beginning of time. So I think no, our I, DNA would really uh, have whatever cure you needed. I don't buy that it. it's going to be for some little blonde child. It's, and, but it's the like, children of men it? part, actually. Mm -hmm. Where the future in that movie, that which gutted me. I remember Sonal and I saw it and we could not leave the theater. But the mm. but the future who had where the yeah, yeah, yeah. utility the baby, started yeah. was in a black immigrant. Yeah. Woman. And, and I, I said, remember like this that is, is in line with what's gonna happen. Okay, correct, correct. You're I, absolutely it's right. Like, but then I said, what what are we doing? But it's, so that's what's like everything I like to write or pay attention to is like, yeah, what does that future look like? I remember my mom. Did I tell you? I remember how my mom was like, she refused to watch the movie Gattaca because she was like, I do not want a future where right. Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke are the like ideal people. Like she's absolutely. like, she's like, that's not real. And she was like, I won't watch it. <laughs> and I remember liking that movie just for the sci-fi of it all. But her her feeling was she's like, I don't want to see a future where there are no black people and everyone's like aspiring to be Uma. And I was like, fair, fair enough. But okay, wait, we want to answer at least one question. But oh no. Do your partner, is it your husband partner? No, we're not married yet not because married. it 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 dwindled. Like I thought I was going to do like the week long hybrid Indian and American wedding. Like we're having a Sangeet and a talent show. Like we're doing it all. <laughs> and then it just kept whittling down to where we might just be at the surprise like courthouse drive. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And it's even feeling... Like the just for health insurance and that kind of property, like that kind of thing, like that's really the last remnants of it. And I think it's because we we have two dogs. We know, like my mom and my brother is on the spectrum, and so he's uh, disabled, and so he will they will live with us. Like it is mm -hmm. just like we've done research. You know, Kabir Akhtar's the wonderful director, his wife, Charlotte works in mental health and gave us like the primer. She's like, when he moves here, just do this. I mean, like this was years ago. So like mm -hmm. I even we're prepared. So like we already have a life like, and we're, we're entering our seventh year common law mm. at this point. So like yeah. it really, and even like the joke of like couples therapy, like we would, I've 
we've literally said like it, it's nothing is going to be a snip snap done it would be like we're going to couples therapy we'll at least do that show for everyone for eight or 12 weeks before we call it but <laughs> we'd at least do that so we'd have that like we went to couples therapy and it just right. didn't work out but, you know <laughs> we need to at least do it right you should do it we love it we have our guy yeah. we we see, see the same guy from new york and we've been even before covid we were like skyping and then we zoom with him and I simply adore it. It's my favorite activity, honestly. <laughs> I love it. I'm so glad. I think it's why I love therapy so much is because, and my therapist is a gay white male, married male. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just so like, when you know, like, let, let's make them be like scientific too, males. Um, you know how they're always like, oh, and my doctor's a female doctor. Like, she's a woman. <laughs> But I my don't, male, I don't say my, that. hold on, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> my male gay therapist, <laughs> I and white, I also like that's where like I vent a lot of my frustrations about white supremacy and systemic racism, and that frustrations out. It is my safe space because I need it. I I can't like yell if we're trying to build bridges, and sometimes all you want to do is scream and rip your hair out in front of someone like mm. I needed a safer, better place to do that. And it's, it is just made it easier. Like I, Andy, you hit on this earlier about, about like policies of like white, how it's, it's just like, you're just like how it's no longer this, that you can't just say you're fiscally conservative or a Reaganite Republican or a Romney Republican, like, or a McCain Republican. You don't exist because it was all under the shroud of power and control for the white majority. Whether yeah. Even if you were a black person who is Republican, mm -hmm. you are still in service of this, yep. of this system. So that's why, for those of us who grew up, literally 43 years since Reagan first got into office, like Reagan was my president. I was really mad <laughs> at Clinton for getting rid of Bush the first because, you know, you just, it was, I didn't know any different. My dad was a Republican because business, money, and that adjacency to white supremacy. Yeah, you said like, it was conservative. It was conservative um, community, right? And Naperville. Yeah, because they're they're there for the fiscal thing, and they could not understand. I think a lot of Asian immigrants until education started happening after George Floyd. I really mm -hmm. have to credit his passing to like where a lot of Asian kids, Indian kids, had to go to them. And be like, this is why the cops disregard you know like it it was still it's hard for them to understand you know we had that so it's like i'm like our standings are on the back of the civil rights movement you know mm -hmm. why we were allowed back into this country is on the backs of civil rights is johnson johnson it was a johnson law that nixon had to fucking it, it looks like nixon did it you know like when a republican takes yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna take advantage of infrastructure the next year but Nixon, to his credit, did let it go. And that's when we got this strain. But it, for them, they were not told about, I did not even understand redlining. And I know like um, raising the sun backwards and forwards. I always knew the 30 year, <laughs> I always knew the 30 year um, GI bill for the mortgages was not given to anyone but straight white men. Even the rosy riveter white women did not get it. But redlining was like, oh my God, how that blew our minds open. Asian folks, because you had the jobs, you know, at as a doctor, as like the president of a hospital, like you're going to get that money. You're going to get that loan. You're going to get into that community. So that's why we had to really do a lot of education and, and be like, 
this is why. Like yeah. we we got privilege in that regard. We got a pass in, and because they would say like, "Why are the black and the Latinos on the drugs are lazy?" I'm like, because that is what you see on the news out of Cabrini Green yeah. on Channel Seven Chicago News every night. Yeah, was that your dad's voice? Just there? No, I think so. <laughs> and it's always it's always a relative. Yeah, yeah. If it's a gay Indian, it's my it, it was my closeted great uncle. If it's a Strict one, it's my this. If it's more flamboyant, <laughs> it's probably one of my aunts who, ugh, America never, never no servants. You know, like, it's her. <laughs> That's why we're alone here. Like, my relatives are like, but where will Bahadur go? <laughs> you know? Who's that? Bahadur is their servant who makes breakfast. Oh. But Bahadur's children are not servants. They go to school. This was in the what 90s. Wait, can I go live with your aunts? I know. Mm-hmm. I want someone. Can to you make imagine? Me it was like it just also to be fair. It just goes to show how much poverty and how many social classes there are in India. And we're are they talking Modi about Modi supporters. They're Modi supporters, aren't they? Well, no, they're Sikhs. So they they are they're going to be they have to be quiet about that because they've also mm. if once they go with you know they came for the Muslim. And then they came for the Sikh and then they came, you know, one of those like, and no mm-hmm. one stood up for me. So like Sikhs went through this in 84 when Indira Gandhi was bombing the Golden Temple, like their Bethlehem for Sikhs. And then two of her guards killed and we had to hide. Like even my uncle had to hide. The Hindu neighbors downstairs said, no, 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 he's not at home while they're hiding inside because they're coming for everyone. Oh my. It was kind of like they literally like 1940s, like the, the rabbis gave some of the list, it was that in 84, it's Operation Blue Star. So yeah, it's hard to be, some of our, the Indian actors that we love are like the Republicans of India in terms of like, they're not for like, no no one's gonna be anti-Muslim, but they're just very pro BJP, like Anupam Kher, the dad from Bend It Like Beckham. I don't know where Priyanka Chopra Jonas falls on this, but there's- We should ask you know, her. Let's find out. Let's get her on. She's too powerful. Be she careful. Is, she, she, careful. Absolutely. Hold on, wait. Do you have time to answer uh, one question? I have so much time. I love okay, you guys. Let's see if we can get the two. Because right. the people might need this. Okay. 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 Uh, we're yeah. going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to answer your advice questions. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. And we're back with Parvesh Gina here to help you handle your scandal, honey. Coming to us, recovering from the cocoa, giving yeah. us the real, opening his heart. To us, giving us a history lesson. Mm-hmm. Through, I can't be wrong relations. on everything, though. Can you imagine all my dates are off or something? <laughs> <laughs> off by like full decade, you full know, 10 years off. It could be. <laughs> Do, just, just Google check this chat GPT. <laughs> put it in. Don't you feel like it's like it's like the old like computers or it's just like the paper and braille like like put this put this podcast into chat gpt i thought this first question so we get questions from all over from gmail dm and everything voicemails as always 323-524-7839 there's a three minute limit so come on now you got to come ready because you be up some of y'all be out here rambling that you get cut off right at the moment of question so you got to remember it's a limit now give us this first one. Okay, this first one I thought would be great for the people in the, it, all of us. All right, <laughs> specifically Naomi and Parvesh. Okay. Hey, Naomi and Andy and your wonderful guests. Um, this is a question regarding mother-in-laws. Um, I'm getting married next year, and I've been with my fiancé for about five years, and we are close with his family. I hang out with his family all the time. I've gone to events with his family without him. Um, we're very close. However, I am a person of color. My boyfriend or my fiance and his family are white. And I always knew from my own life experiences that that may cause problems. Um, but so far it hasn't been until Christmas. Christmas morning, uh, my future mother-in-law made a really racist comment regarding affirmative action and said uh, that she Yikes. believed in affirmative action until she lost out on a job. So uh, obviously that was upsetting. It was racist. Uh, it definitely didn't make me feel good. But in the moment, because of the situation, I felt I couldn't speak up. And instead, I just went home and cried. <laughs> uh, normally, I like to address things right in the moment. I feel that's the best way to do things. Um, but just on Christmas in that moment, it it wasn't the right situation. So my question is, how do you approach these topics with someone that you love and care about, but is not uh, someone that you're used to talking about these things with, especially someone from an older generation. And I know this is more of a general question, but um, particularly with the mother-in-law thing, I think that relationship creates a little bit of complication. I don't want to cause a rift between us and our relationship, but obviously I'm not willing to sit by idly while she makes racist comments. Um, the other factor is that I am pretty much always the only person of color at these family gatherings. So, um, you know, immediately single myself out. I feel very alienated when these things happen. I will say my fiance has offered to speak up on my behalf, but I feel as though it will mean more coming from me and it will mean more in the future if I do it in the moment. Um, so just a question on if you've ever had to deal with this, being in an interracial relationship and how you approach it um, while still maintaining 
family relations. Um, thank you so much for your help. I really love your podcast. It's wonderful. I hope you have an excellent day. Bye. Oh, what a sweetheart. Yeah, lovely. I lovely know, girl. So lovely. Parvesh, what are your thoughts? Couple things. One, I am definitely in my immediate family. Again, with mom, my brother, Eric, we are say it. Don't we don't hold it in. We are different like that. Like mm-hmm. even like Sonal and I are like this. Danny a bit too. Um say it. Don't hold it in because don't fester because I would rather you yell at me, get it over. That suck what you did. It was a bad joke. I'm sorry. Okay, what do you want for dinner? <laughs> like that I just need to live that way. Like I can't, yeah. you know, when you hear people who like six years later, he never returned the flat iron. You know, like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that being said, like, especially with Eric's family, like I think his mom, sister, it's still a little strenuous thing. Like it, they are the closest I have to like Republican, but I don't think they even vote as much as it's just like, some they're from like California, like mountains, like north. Like we fly into Reno and then f- drive back into California. That far wow, north, like okay, two yeah, hours little, north mm-hmm, of Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And okay. y'all, Northern California up there is a little different. Okay, it's, it's different. Not, it's not Hollywood. Okay, nope. it's not coastal. It's not elite. Bay Area. It's not. I mean, like it's right. it's north of San Francisco. It's north of Sacramento. It's literally South Oregon. West Nevada, Idaho, like they want to be their own state. Yeah. Like this is where like when you ask like, how do you guys, how do you have Nancy Pelosi and Kevin McCarthy? I'm like, it's a big state. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. they're, but then equally, they're also lovely. And especially his father, we just kind of, there's a bit of like, yes, they're an older generation. So I don't think boomers would love, my mom is one have introspection as much as we do. I don't think they go to therapy as much as we do. So I, my fighting days are getting behind me. Mm-hmm. Like we've, I fought during Obama. I fought mm-hmm. during the beginning of Trump. Now it's just kind of like, we'll always fight. God, who knew? <laughs> you think that like voting was just done? Like I thought like we'd <laughs> solved voting. I think, we, don't you thought we'd have solved vote? And it's still, it is the only thing. It is the only thing that matters still. But that tangent, notwithstanding, for me, the fight is, and I understand in that moment when the mo- mother-in-law said that about the affirmative action. And especially that's going to be another thing that probably SCOTUS overturns come this May or June when they had the arguments already. So I think it's a ticking thing for education and military. And it's bad. We just know it's just, and I know that people will say, but then I, but the test scores are this or that. And we know now we of the woke, we of the attempting to just be more understanding is all I think about what woke means. I mean, trying to be caring and hearing Mm -hmm. out that there might be someone who might have Cruelty or pain. It, your cruelty and pain doesn't matter. My joke is funny. <laughs> oh, okay. By the way, that. can I just interrupt? I've never Please. heard if, if the joke was funny. I've heard <laughs> maybe one or two jokes where I'm like, it didn't make me laugh, but I'm like, well, it was well constructed. <laughs> that was sure. that was quote unquote uh, uh, offensive. Yeah, they're never good. They're not the point. Good. They're, they're never not, that good. They're, they're not, never worth. They're not the really, insult. Yeah, they're never yeah. worth the insult. And you're like, 
This is what there's, you had to get out. There's this a is couple what you of feel those pressed yeah. by not getting to tell us. There's a couple of those comedians who I'm just like, yeah, you know how to do it. You you can right. do it. But like, uh, that's two out of like what? How many? Forty five thousand. Punching 000. down versus punching up as well. Yeah, that that plays a part into it. But but um, have you ever said anything? Again, it's been seven years, and you're right. But we talk about like, you know, what is all this fight for? Do we keep yes. doing it? But as you said, at the same time. This is what's can be tricky, right? You know you're in for a long haul relationship with these people, so Correct. you do want to establish um, boundaries, right? Saying like, okay, if we're gonna be in each other's lives. This is how I need you to talk to me. How I need you to talk around me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's the only part you can control, right? It's like I can't make you think something different, but I can sure as hell make it so that you keep it to yourself in my presence. Mm-hmm. I also have found a real joy of finding the simple things that are common ground. Like watching ID investigation <laughs> television. Okay, you know moms love an ID. You right? know moms love an ID and HGTV and Ion, anything and, like that. And we've taken and we know that like there is a joy of the cities where we get the best food in any part of the nation. And I don't mean like it's just true just because you will have the most cross pollination of people serving cuisine. So when they come to town, we take them to Pizzeria Mozza. We take them mm-hmm. to Fogo de Chao because they love meat. And yeah. Eric and I are going to eat the vegetarian salad bar thingy. But like, we all got to eat <laughs> and we all want to watch some entertainment. So it's just, we keep it simple that like, we are literally watching Yellowstone now. <laughs> uh-huh. because, uh, that's, that's because too far. You, you're no, going I'll tell you why. <laughs> Actually, Pootie gave, me, Pootie gave me a Peacock subscription. Um. Because he didn't want to share his password. No, I think. <laughs> Look, if you're on Peacock, watch We Are Lady Parts. Oh, we yeah. Are... You watched that oh, one yeah. yet? That's good. I haven't. Because Danny it. told us for like just at the beginning of coronavirus, we binged the traitors, the British version, uh, the American version with Alan Cumming. And oh. it was a great. He's chewing the scenery. It's it's <laughs> bad, good reality TV. It's done in a weekend. But then we forget like, oh, Peacock has. Yellowstone and Naomi, like you said, it's hard to also in, get invested in some shows until you know, like, oh, they have five, ten seasons of this. I'm going to be in this world if I yes. like it for that long. Yep. I'm kind of like, gotta say it, Yellowstone is well made. It is. <laughs> and I love a well made show. I love a show when it's just like every cast member is really pretty good. It's not always like the subject matter. There's a lot of like abuse to animals for story. Which no, other people would be no. like toughen up, but I'm just like I can't. I just think of my dogs, you yeah, know. Like of when course, you see but it. no. But if we 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 have to look. The, the part of the problem is that like the uh, the white supremacist adjacent folks, the, yeah. the the woman who the the mother who's gonna decry affirmative action, who doesn't sure. who, who either lacks empathy or doesn't have any kind of knowledge of history, right? Who doesn't have the right? information, you know? Right. Uh, that's why I'm saying like don't. Don't go into their world. Don't watch Yellowstone with them. Make them watch We Are Lady Parts. Make them <laughs> tire down and read her James Baldwin. Right? That is that is the down. right. Yeah. You know Ludovico technique. The wire into her. Ooh. I'm gonna. I, this is the second Lovecraft episode. Country. Yes. <laughs> this is the se- for a little Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft second country. episode. I brought up the Ludovico technique. Uh-huh. But but I'm saying that like there's we we've spent too much time being. Respectful, respectful, and tiptoeing around the white supremacist and white supremacist adjacent world, 
being right, what like, if they're your oh, loved their feelings. One. Well, we this, is, to, we have to, this is this is how this is what I'm talking about. That's what's tricky, though. You're right, but at the same time, again, when you are the only POC in the space, when this is somebody who, again, you're going to see a long time, you got to be careful about how you broach it. And I think, oh, I know, I'm just no, I'm, no, I know. Right. no, 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 you're know right though, Andy. I'm but she, the, it's the thing of like the absolutism. Uh, the hundred percentness of it, absolutely not. I will not right. let a Republican yeah. in my house yeah. melts. By the way, I'm away, goofing. Especially... No, of course, I'm not goofing about the the actual serious sentiment. I'm goofing about the like holding the person down and shoving uh, James Baldwin. But, <laughs> but I, that but documentary is... was lovely. I am not your Negro. Uh huh. Yep. That's that, that's but... where I think that you can sneak that in in between like a another viewing of Home Alone or a Christmas Story. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. It's like you can't look like you said, you you know, you you were right to hold your tongue on Christmas Day in front of everybody. I I, dep- I don't necessarily. However, this thing, I don't necessarily know if I would bring up this incident next week. Meaning. So remember that thing you said at Christmas? I think right. that can make it very loaded. It could kind of what you're saying. Parvation was like, say it in the moment in a way, because it almost kind of takes some of the air out of it. Whereas when you hold on to it and bring it up later, it gives it this heft and this idea of like, I've been mad at you this whole time and waiting sure. for a moment to let you know. Where but- I think the next time she makes a comment, I think instead of also not doing it in front of the group, maybe it's like a moment where you guys are both in the kitchen right. or you're helping with dishes and it's like, Hey, can we talk about blankety blank real quick? You know, and keeping your tone, and you probably notice as a yep. POC with a white lover, you know how yes, to keep your course. tone light. You know how to kind of just keep it up and be like, I'm not trying to fight with you, but can we just like talk this through? Or I was thinking about what you said, and it made me think of this. You know what I mean? Just something mm-hmm. to get your point out. And I think it's also this important thing of the most important thing in those situations is like, you go in to speak your piece. But don't go in looking for a specific response. Right. Because you, you can't control that part. And I do like, but, and Naomi, I just do want to say, like, there are probably people, I am very blunt and direct with the people in my life, to a fault maybe. I don't, I think that if it was a stranger person, I might do that a week later approach. Mm. What if it's a coworker? What if it's that moment in the space? And I'm just trying to think about even from someone with a younger perspective, who's a corporate, working at a corporation today, like, they might say, like, actually waiting a week and having no feelings to have been, like, calmed down is a good way. I think you and I might not be built. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I right? think so. I just think because I I just think on the receiving end, sometimes when someone tells me something from later on, like where it's like, oh, this thing, it makes me immediately defensive. Sure. And it makes me question because I go, oh, God, this person has been mad at me all this time. You see what I'm saying? Like, it makes me question, like, every interaction we've had in between. So I'm like, oh, God, you've been holding on to this. You know, yeah. and you know that whenever you get into an issue of race with someone who is white, it does put them on their heels. It just, it, it, just it becomes loaded whether you want it to be loaded or not. And so knowing that going in, that's why I think it's like, okay, maybe we're going to let this affirmative action comment from Christmas slide for now. The next time she bring it up or anything else, that's when you get into it. But I think it is, as you said, when you feel like, okay, I'm the only person in this situation anyway, I think it's about just getting with her one-on-one um, and just kind of making it like, you know, hey, can we talk about this? As opposed to, you know what you said was this. Right. Huh? Well, we I know think- that they, what is it? The you phrases don't right. do well. Like you did this. And right. you need to change this. You know, like you're I, a fucking asshole. How about right. that? Just say that to her. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like this. Like I, I don't have a lot of patience for this, but I think probably it's just like what I find with 
uh, these kind of regressive turds is that you just have <laughs> to say, let the let them ha- give them the length of rope to hang themselves, right? Be like, right. so what is your problem? Because you, probably the well, the reason why she's bringing up affirmative action now is because that's the thing that har- Fox News is harping on at the moment. Correct. That's it's the, thing the that current the target right now. Right. That's the thing that all these. Do we have a ca- is there a caravan due in April? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. July. That's the thing exactly. That, that all the right wing right. dipshits are are you know right. get in there. Then we'll be right. building a wall come September. It's just like what yeah. is it? It's, the cycle. It's the cycle. It, uh, and. Look, it comes out of it comes out of both ignorance and this like th- this desperate need for everyone to be a victim these days, and so that and lots of other stuff. But let's just go with two things at the moment. Um, I think just at, being like, so wait, what is your actual problem with that? They'll, t- you know what? They're like toddlers. Tire them out. But that's what I mean. That's part of like, can we talk about this and like, but getting not even but don't work even through but, it. But I'm saying like, don't even say like, hey, can we talk about this? Next time she has some like shitty comment to say, just be like, so what is your problem with? So what's your actual problem with that? And then keep like, like a child asking you, why is the sky blue? Well, why is that? Why it's is got, that? Why it's is got, that? but it's got to be one on one, Andy. You are underestimating the discomfort and chill in the air when you are the only POC in a room of white folks who don't want to have this conversation. Mm. Everyone wants to be pleasant. Mm. So she is, it's not her job to come in there and be the fucking little rock nine for this family and be in this conversation. (laughs) And then it's like, God damn it. All right. Well, good visit. See you New Year's day. It's like, it's not going to be it. It is. I I remember I used to use the color purple example when, Miss Sophia's in the store right before Lawrence Fishburne yells at her. Like, because we know that moment of when you just tip your hand or when you get angry. And now the newer one I always think about is from Caroline or Change. Like um, when when she you know, struck boss lady like a hammer, you know, with her voice. Mm-hmm. Just like, and it's just that element of like, one way I wish that it could all be solved when we talk about like white majorities of allies and people who just have never understood how many white folks do we know who have never left the country mm-hmm. and i remember talking about like an opposite mind fuck the first time not like when i was a kid but maybe when i was like eight nine ten going to india and like boom just out of delhi airport and you're like i'm not unique anymore <laughs> and, and i'm the only indian in my third grade class and yes rama's in fourth grade and danny uh sama <laughs> is in the other school, you know what I mean? Like before it started to grow. So like that was so interesting whenever as an, when you're a minority in this country, if you get to go to a place where you are part of the majority or just a monoculture, like imagine being Chinese American and going to China for the first time, Japanese American to Japan because, and then I just wish that more of every, I wish if this one of those, like if I was president, prime minister, emperor, like I would (laughs) mandate that every kid, whatever it's the 17, 18, that gap. Me too. Like, have to go have to, to study abroad. You got to. And you got to go where you to. don't know the language. Yep. I believe you, you don't have, you have to go where you, you don't know to. the language. And I mean, like, I'm not even like, I don't even mean like a semester. I'm even talking just like a two week kind of like volunteer tour thing, whatever. Just like, can you, I mean, there are people who will never go to Canada. I mean, like talk about like <laughs> America light. I mean, like. Yeah, I know. You write, like, I know. Let alone Mexico. I've only been to Mexico twice. You know, like that. it's just that element of you might never leave the country. So like once you do that, that's when we America, I think that's just the thing. Like when you're in Europe, 
you're forced with it. Say what you want about any Commonwealth country, Brits, Canadians, Canucks, they do travel more. Mm-hmm. It seems to be they're a little yeah. bit more well okay with their racism because they just know more of us. You know, like <laughs> at this point, like ours feels like very like early racism, like Brits in the 19 teens. <laughs> you know, they're just yeah. further along than us. So, like I just feel like there's a lot of things like when that mother-in-law was fine with affirmative action until it hurt her. Well, exactly. That's the worst. I'm like, and it's also like, that's what you're telling yourself because maybe, because you didn't get a job and it's like, babe, maybe they just didn't like you. Yeah. Like, or maybe you weren't that's qualified. Okay. Exactly. That's it's like, okay. It's, it, we, we all have moments where, like, look, how many times, you know, for instance, my acting career, I blame on racism or, right. or, because I, they didn't think I was pretty or it's a white person deciding and, you know, how many times I look at characters where I'm reading them and I'm like, this character is not supposed to be a black woman. Like, I know when I'm doing the audition, that is not sure. what this dialogue is, right? So I can say that, but it's also like, also, maybe I didn't do a good audition. <laughs> like, that's, maybe that's, I just wasn't, like, it's like, it really also, is. like, maybe I just wasn't it, and that's also an option. And so, you know, that's all, that's all part of this, and it's like, but I think in general... I think it is about taking these moments alone, taking the, these light moments. Also, these might be conversations that are a little bit easier to have once you're married, once you're really deep in the family. It's like, right. remember like that time when you and my mom, Andy, remember that that time when my mom was um, being rude about the jacket I bought you, being like, that jacket is too small. Uh-uh, mm-hmm. You can't fit into that jacket. And we were both like, you're in the family now. Now that mm. she's criticizing your looks, she all was right. saying, she was saying I was she was really saying I was too chubby for the jacket. <laughs> I remember when my mom started yelling at Eric when he was like cleaning the deck at her townhouse wrong. And I saw him gain mad and I was like, Yes. Exactly. It's like you're in. You're in. And it's like once there, it's like, then you can start to have these conversations a little bit um a little bit easier. Right, because you think are so. in the family, but it can take a little bit of time. And I think the obviously, at least you said your fiance <laughs> was like willing to talk to her for you. If you don't want him to do that, but you can still obviously be like, "Hey, so I'm thinking of saying this to your mom. How do you think she'll I, react?" You know, and he he can tell you like, "Hey, this is how you should approach her. That's what you want. You need your inside man." And that's the question the thing. Of how you should do it. They are in. It's this is not a coworker. This is not a stranger. Like this is someone like they're about to have a life, and with that because this has happened to me with Eric and his mom, like, and we're still in like that repair of, I'm just trying to, I can't believe, I mean, and this is me. I'm, I fight, fight, fight. And I don't want to anymore. I'd rather get more love with honey, but more flies with honey. Honey, Yeah. than vinegar. At least with the few, like if they're going to watch me and like be happy to see me in a commercial or TV show, then like we should also have that connection. I am that person. I am there. They're, person in liberal hollywood or whatnot so oh yeah all right i got one go what <laughs> get a cameo from someone who stars in yellowstone yeah. and have them explain why affirmative action exists in the first place that's hysterical but they're who's, like who's it's that, like west Bentley. these well, are like liberal people that's not like yes, they're they'll be fine with it but they'll be like but oh, they'll have the they'll combo like, uh, they'll be like oh, i saw that character on yellowstone they'll be like so sorry you didn't get the job helen but you and know you guys, what there's there's <laughs> a lot of indigenous actors on the show like we were nervous like we thought it was going to be all white nothing from that perspective no it's like literally the beast you're line. not going to get me to watch yeah we're not okay sorry. i'm telling so you're you only <laughs> Sheridan show I, I will watch is Tulsa King. That's you guys, it. Tyler That's Sheridan only- is making a Marvel Yellowstone universe. There's 
Helen Mirren. I know. Nineteen twenty-three. McConaughey is going to take over after Costner. And Costner, to be fair, because I did do the deep dive because I was curious <laughs> about like his politics. He supported Buddha Judge, and he's one of those Hollywood folks like a McConaughey. He's like the, doesn't like both Democrats or Republicans. Definitely like not Trump. And there's some parts of me that is like, okay, I can start with a never Trump. <laughs> Got to start there at least. Like, yeah. At least agree with me that voting is right. That is where I do see fucking eye to eye with Liz Cheney. Uh, no, I mean, like, I'm sorry, no, nope, I'm stopping. sorry. Yes, her uh, father was fine. president. No. Her father sent us to Iraq. Her father sent <laughs> us to a, a war with for oil. Halliburton yeah. XC, whatever it's called now, that is all Dick Cheney. Yes, but. Uh, uh, no buts. I'm not but giving her points. I'm <laughs> giving her points for not being uh, for not being a lunatic. I have Just because to. she is like we have no. no th- we that's how low the bar is. No, I'm yeah. the bar. The for me the blow is the bar. If you're willing to blow up an oil pipeline, <laughs> that's then what I'm you like, need? yeah, I'm that's like, what that's, you need? that's where I'm like, <laughs> that's where I start. Your politics from there. <laughs> Look. Parvesh is hopeful. He's open. He's bringing us Naperville energy. Mm-hmm. I think this is Naperville. <laughs> this is like Naperville. when you are in, when you do those Midwestern suburbs, honey, you learn that you got to get along with some folks. Yeah. And you have to just be a little more open. And that's what we're hearing here, Andrew. No, this is my politics started. If you're, <laughs> if you're not occupying the forest, they want to build Cop City in. <laughs> You've got to oh. occupy. You've got to occupy. Yeah. Okay, let's do one quick one. And then Parvesh okay. has got to rest. Okay. This he is, has to rest his instrument. This is what I was doing on my phone before. Nate. I have like, I I have my throat coat. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I That's forgot the throat coat. I left it out there, but I have throat coat. I have Metamucil. I have my Celsius. I have a protein shake. Oh my and god! I have water. You're See, so carrot many- top of Zoom. Carrot top of Zoom. Everybody, pills. <laughs> you guys and, just held up a bunch of pills. And mm. a hybrid. Mm. Uh, <laughs> carrot bottom. Mm. <laughs> oh yes, Andy. That is much more accurate because carrot verse. I can't pull that. <laughs> can't pull that off that's that is so that is much better you do know like i'm going to do that and every straight person will be like carrot bottom huh (laughs) what does that mean i mean carrot top the com the comedian's carrot top you mean god if you're going to do that humor you should really say carrot top that's his name you can make fun of the fact that he's all like strong now i'm like forget it i'm a bottom this comes to us from uh yeah, I mean, this is what I was doing on my phone. I know, way. I know. You, you were start, looking for you a question. Like, I know. I for, you know, I don't like when you're looking at a question, but I but understand. But just so, so you know that I wasn't being I don't mind. It wasn't like checking no, a text. you guys, something. check away. I checked a text yeah. here. I checked. I like, I got my camera over here. Like, I, that's <laughs> what we love about the Zoom world. That's true. You have notes. You can relax. <laughs> me. Uh-uh. I refuse. I Like, if my eyes, if, if we're not... Uh, locked. I, yeah, locked. Okay. The, you want to read this? I this think comes I want to read it. From Instagram direct message. Okay. Hello, Andy and Naomi. I have a question for the pod. I am Jewish. My partner's family says they're atheists, but they are huge on celebrating Easter and Christmas. Okay. Every year, I try to explain that going to these celebrations makes me wildly uncomfortable. The family doesn't get it. My partner says they do, but they are unwilling to stand up for me. The partner's unwilling to stand up for them. Okay. The first time I met the mom, she spent literal hours asking me to explain anti-Semitism to her. <laughs> no. She, re- she recently compared Judaism to Scientology. Oh, so this is no. another in-law situation. Andy. Wow. Wow. This year, I told her explicitly that I would attend Christmas dinner, 
but I will not accept any gifts. She makes okay. a big show of giving Wait, us. Do the opposite. Hold on. You're right. Get, take, take the take gifts. Like, Look, I'm not going to come to Christmas dinner, but you know, you can. Vet God, I mean, like, who doesn't love a gifting suite? But he says she makes a big show of giving us junk, and I have too much <laughs> stuff already. <laughs> well, that's yes. Those are unthoughtful presents. And asked her to explicitly respect my boundaries. I told my partner that if my boundaries aren't respected, I'm done with family holidays. Am I wow. being unreasonable? I feel like society is constantly gaslighting me about the importance of my cultural slash religious identity. Mm-hmm. If you get to this, thanks. Well, this is for you, and this is something Andy and I dealt with in our relationship. Yeah. In terms of like, it wasn't until Andy, you're a part of the tribe. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it wasn't yeah. until the pandemic started when we were here in LA because we used to go back to New York every holiday sure. season. The Levites, that's my tribe, by the way. That I was like back to the I, twelve tribes of Israel. Levites, you can trace my family. I wanted um, <laughs> where I was like, I wanted a um, Christmas tree, and Andy was like, I really don't know about that life. You know, he's like, it's not. You know, again, growing up Jewish and sort of the dominance of Christmas, especially let alone Christianity as a whole. Growing up like, Jewish in Pennsylvania in a very Christian area. By the way, when you were saying like. For me, it was going from Pennsylvania to New York, and I'm like, oh, I'm not unique anymore. That was right, like, right. Was like right. I get that. Like, oh. Absolutely, you're um, very Manhattan. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly, Thank you. Yes. Manhattan. It's so funny. I love when someone right? says it in that way because you know Brooklyn. what they mean. Mm-hmm. Where they're like, yeah. no, very New York. No, no, right. I'm like, okay. I'm, no, no, I'm Guggenheim, not PS1. Huh. <laughs> okay, Diva. <laughs> I feel like that's from Parade, the Jason Robert Brown musical. I think that there's a New York. Oh, I thought that's you were the first Parade. time I heard it. Parade, Parade Magazine. <laughs> I know. Oh, I, I know. love Parade Magazine too. <laughs> Marilyn Vosavant. Who? who are the Marilyn Vosavant heads out there? No one. Go, just get, forget it. Let's. We have isn't she the one who did the last like, page interview? She with does. Somebody? She's the genius. She does the. Uh, she's in. Uh, what's the genius group? I don't know what Mensa. you're saying. She's Mensa. in Mensa. She like Mensa. prides herself on being in Mensa. The question is okay. So the que- the person is saying, yeah. you know, am I being unreasonable by not going to holiday functions and that frustration of like as a Jewish person, I'm not here for Christmas and Easter, right. and that's fair. But this kind of goes back to our previous question about, you know, when you are with somebody mm-hmm. and you with them long enough, you're eventually with their family as well. And what does it mean to let there are two There are two, there are two ways of, to think about this. Yes, bring it. One, first of all, this is where the atheist, the I was, you know, raised Sikh, never had the long hair. We'd already, like, cut that off to come here, you know, like... Uh, the line of Abraham is Judaism, Christianity, and then Islam. Like, so it's very hard for me whenever I see Christians and Jews and Jews and Muslims fighting when I'm like, you all worship the same book. It's so odd to me. It is really odd. It is so odd. Like there's more that you Jews should hate Hindus or like, you know, Buddhists <laughs> and Christians should fight. Like, but Jews, Christians and Muslims, you guys got to sort it out. Like you are all it's just mm-hmm. chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. Okay. Oh so that's God. one element of that. Political. Imagine pervasion running s- on the platform. <laughs> sort it out. Seriously. I mean, it's you know, I don't know. Like you can't yeah. read um, Return of the King without two towers. So like <laughs> calm down. But then. The other part of me is the more erudite, the more like looking at it from a historical perspective is like, I am okay in my atheism 
to understand that, yes, I think a lot of ethics, a lot of morals, a lot of morales from fables and stories used in every religious group. Is this a Sikh story? Is this Christian? Because it's all the same. Like, it's a moral of, like, rich, bad, poor man, good, who helps his community. Like, it's, so it's just, I'm okay now knowing, like, this was the religion or this was the holiday that they used to burn witches. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> Happy Halloween. I don't know. Like, just like something like where like we can also, if you know that that's how I'm like, we have a Christmas tree because I love the fact that I used to celebrate the, it's better to give than receive the gift giving element, the, just that the pagan stuff, the mm-hmm. tree, the lights, the solstice that Christianity took. Cause wasn't Jesus really born in April. And then they just right. decided to make it December 25th. So like, I'm okay with that because I have that this knowledge. Mm-hmm. I love the. I know that every holiday is really celebrated around um, the the moon, the harvest, food, Thanksgiving yeah. to uh-huh. Christmas to any religious. So like, I now view it from an abstract like that. Yes, I don't want people to think that. Yes, you have to eat the body and blood of this savior, and it really becomes his body and blood at this holiday. Like, yes, we're always going to have people who are still following faith and belief systems to an extreme. I would wish this person like maybe view it like just get the gifts, just take (laughs) the gifts, just have whatever dishes you can eat. I'm pretty much plant based at this time, but there's still some salad or some mac and cheese that you're going to eat around the holidays. It's just part of my thing where I'm not letting it so get me so worked up because when I view all religion as equally kind of funny and also like, yes, I understand (laughs) where like your belief system, I understand like, isn't it lovely to belong to people who did the same Seder dinner or Lori bonfire to celebrate the harvest for millennia or hundreds of years? Yes, it's nice. I don't like the parts where like you used it to separate black and white people or kill gays. So Knowing all that, I view all the religious holidays as just that. It's just where humanity was. It's that part of me where I'm like, I'm born too early. Like, I can't, <laughs> or even more like, are we going to the early 21st century Christian holidays of the Western world for the Christmas Kwanzaa Festivus <laughs> Spectacular? Like, we'll get Borg-mas? there. Is there going to be right. Borgmas in the future? <laughs> Why not? But that's how, like, that's where I, do you see, like, how I can, like, it's all yes, silly to of me. Course, so just sure. enjoy it. But here's, but here's the one part I will, I will say it. This is, this is just going to be a suggestion. Please. The first time I met the mom, she spent hours asking me to explain anti-Semitism. She recently oh, compared yeah. Judaism to Scientology. That's the problem we have. Yes. What is I the difference between a religion and a cult, though? Well, look, time. okay, here's the thing. Tie down and reader <laughs> Martin Buber or <laughs> I, another... But, Jewish philosopher. But I'm wondering, though, because we're talking about Eastern Christmas, d- depending on where you're at, have you ever had a Passover dinner, uh, like a Seder, and invite her over? Have yeah. you ever lit the candles at your house and invite? Part of me is like, she don't get it. Let her come to you, too. If you got to right. do Easter, she got to come through for some Passover. Absolutely. And, and she just, might I, and then, no, yeah, love it. Here, yeah, no, look, explain look, it. Like, look, maybe that's not right. But well, part of me is sure. like, she's got to learn something. That could, that could work. I, I don't know. What do you this think? This is the thing. I think this is more of the writer... Uh, an identity issue because uh, uh, being Jewish in a Christian f- either family or whatever, I think the more you are settled in your own identity, the less this stuff bothers you. Like, again, getting a tree this year, right. I'm like, 
I know I'm Jewish and I know what it means to me at this point in my life. And I don't like having a tree in the house, especially because sure. the cats eat the. Ha! <laughs> uh, yeah, we bought a little. We bought like literally like a four foot fake tree. That's what we have. Still true. They still chewed on that, and I was like, Our, I tried it. I tried. Ours is like it. one and a half feet. That's <laughs> yeah. it. I got an Amazon years ago. Yes. And it just stays like that. Yeah, that's what we did. I, I love like the it. sadness of it all, but it is. <laughs> it makes me, and I put up a photo of my mom and me in front of like our old Christmas tree that we used to have throughout the eighties and nineties and stopped around like soft freshman, sophomore year. Cause you know, you just got busy in high yeah. school and started becoming yeah. an adult. But that memory is just really lovely to me. Getting the eight bit Nintendo one year, getting the, yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. we wanted to belong to yeah. the greater culture. Around. Just like I'm sure Christians who lived in India would probably be celebrating the Bali mm-hmm. with the same fervor that they do over there. It's only recently like, the last five to 10 years were like, I go to more Passover Seder dinners. Now my friend, Steve feeder that we read the Jonathan, what's the, the, the Haggadah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we read the Jonathan Safran Foer one. It has like the four schools of thought. Like there's a com- there's a comedy one. And then there's like the old school, traditional and modern or, you know, I'll only do the, the ones my grandmother had that she got free with like Folgers coffee or something. Yes. Oh, yeah. We've <laughs> seen that too. Little, We've seen that too. I'll only use that Hagata. But <laughs> yeah, the, Steve the, did an escape room Seder. <laughs> what? The last That's time we so met fun. in 2019. That's it was fun. great. That's fun. great. I, I guess the thing is, I, you know, it, it, it is less important to me to make sh- my household like strictly kosher i guess christian free really, christian, right? christian free, free yeah. at right. this point in my life then it's like oh naomi you miss you know we, we we're a little isolated uh because of our covid protocols and let's you know let's bring some cheer into your life and uh, it's not the same thing because i guess the mother-in-law is a weirdo who doesn't understand what anti-semitism is or understand if anyone that's- if you're going to compare anything to scientology it's got to be mormonism i mean stop right. it, but like <laughs> exactly like, that's what i mean i mean that's so like it's like, uh, uh, right. that's just like Judaism uh, is like, how do you not know? It's exactly. Like, like, like there, there's something wrong with the mother-in-law here. There's something where she's like, <laughs> right. she's like uh, again, get her a like a child's book on Judaism. <laughs> oh my God, yes. What it is. I Baby's think it'll be. First Moses, I don't know. But like. <laughs> I love the idea though of bringing her to, there's a wealth of Jewish holidays. Some more fun, some more like work. Like, no, so, like, I think make her, go a... to, make her go to Holocaust Remembrance Day. No. <laughs> Oh my god, make her watch Hanukkah on Rye. We watched that. That's a Hallmark movie uh, about Hanukkah. Fa- okay, how's this? Alternate like half an hour uh, or like do an hour of Shoah, the Holocaust documentary. Right. With yep. a half hour of Survi- Hanukkah on Rye. Survi- right, Secrets of the Show, Survivors of the Shoah. And then <laughs> and then alternate it so she maybe that'll under <laughs> again Ludovico <laughs> technique. This is my answer for every one of these things. If yep. someone's not yep. familiar with some part of culture, you have to force could, their eyes open. Transparent. Then, they could watch the first three <laughs> seasons of Transparent, and it's a twofer. You get trans and Judaism. Yeah, is, she, <laughs> is she ignorant of trans issues? Does she not probably understand? like to compare Judaism? Oh. To be like what's anti-Semitism, and also like to bother someone because that means you don't know Jewish people. If you've taken your your kid's partner and are like, explain this to me, then you know this person is in a very um. What is it? Isolated. So can you tell me, where does Zeno figure in with Abraham? (laughs) 
Does Abraham pray to Zeno? Is that the whole Isaac exactly. thing? Like, where does that happen? Do you guys this have is, where... is your bar mitzvah where you get rid of your thetans? <laughs> See, this is like how privileged are we? Like, university, right? Mini city. That's what it means, right? In Latin or something like the idea of meeting people of different cultures and backgrounds is just ingrained in you when you are a minority in this country. Further, like when you are a more recent child of immigrant minority, not to speak any less of like, you know, Lat- Latino, Latinx friends, black friends, like who people have been here for a lot more generations than ours have. It's fascinating. Like the idea of like, I've never met a Jewish person. I've never had Thai food. I'm like, but what? This is not 1983 where the only ethnic restaurant is the Chinese restaurant, beef and broccoli every Friday. Like this is (laughs) a nuanced world. We, and I, this is why I love food and culture. Cause like when I do get down on like, I can't wait for the future. And we're all like one human species earth thing. I don't, I don't mean like we would be Borg or communism at its (laughs) most brutal. We will have this wealth of culture to always come back on. Just why be tied down to civic rules because of archaic older views of tradition and culture? Yeah. Like the food will still be there. Like give me any chickpea dish from any, from Jamaican to Indian, you know, like, Mm -hmm. That's the thing that yeah. will always unify us. Like that's the thing about even why I love the holidays, because as long as you can be like, I'm glad that this works for you, or I just really hope you don't think I'm going to hell, but you serve really great food or brisket, <laughs> like brisket. You know, like that's where I think that every yeah. culture has a pastry with potatoes inside. That's every true. culture, that's true. Everyone and lemon. Apparently, lemon too. Every continent grows lemon. That's why we could all do the master class back in the two oh. thousands. The master cleanse. <laughs> you remember that? Yes. Oh, Be- I remember that. Beyonce cleanse. did it. I did it. She did it I, for Dream Girls. I, that was even before that. Right. And I remember. Oh, that was rough. I remember that salt. I remember the trick was heating up the salt water for that salt flush because it felt like you were having soup. <laughs> it was like broth, broth every broth. morning before it pissed before you pissed it out of your butt but it was <laughs> i remember the it was broth and the first time i did the master cleanse horrible i smoked cigarettes on it i'm like this is cleaning out everything all right so i'm not i'm not counting the lemon thing if this is what if this is where that's leading but i'm saying you got a knish you got a samosa you got yep. a bareka uh-huh. you got taquito yep yeah got, everyone's take some pastry to potato no matter what Can, um and that's that is what blintz? that is what unites do humans Oh, Blitz. What's the Polish? Blitz Polish, is, right? Blitz. Yeah. Yep. Danny people. Very Chicago. Yeah. Chicago. Blintzes. Parvesh. 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 My loves. Thank you so Thank much. You. For oh, my gosh. To us. To I would all talk of your fluids, your throat coats, days. your vitamin C, your pills, and coming to us. Your pills, with your, your pills. Your pills. I think your everyone, everyone who's coming out of COVID should come under couples therapy. <laughs> Absolutely. It's I'm serious. Like, I, I haven't talked to people and I miss people. I forget. Like, you can, I'm sure you guys were like this too. Like, there were days and weeks where I'm like, it's just Eric and me and the dogs. And I'm like, okay, it's uh-huh. fine. But like, it's until you talk to other people, then you're like, oh, I miss bits. I miss bits and skits. We don't go to the bar. We don't go to improv anymore. So, like, oh, this is bits and skits. Yeah, bits and skits. Pills, thrills, and chills, bits and skits. That's what- yeah. <laughs> Pills, chills, and thrills, bits, and skits.
All right, we'll see you all next time. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.